Welcome back to the What You Need to Know podcast, a podcast designed to, d- to discuss all things health and wellness. Today we have Jennifer Nolda, owner of Press On Fitness with us, and today we talk about overcoming fears, getting back into the gym, uh, different types of exercise, and establishing a baseline. So sit back and have a listen as I talk with Jen. Today I'm here with Jennifer Nolda, a personal trainer, entrepreneur, college student, background in exercise science, nutritional science, mother of four, married to Army aviation officer, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, also owns Press On Fitness. And she's gracious enough to spend a little time here just to discuss exercise um, and more specifically, what I want to get into today a little bit is more the increase in popularity of hit style training, CrossFit type stuff, background, but we'll get into that a little bit. Another thing I want to talk about was, and this is how I'll kind of lead this off, as a physical therapist, one of my biggest issues is when people come in with injuries who don't have the backgrounds in exercise, maybe they're not regular exercisers, um, just activity level isn't there other than going to work family. Uh, they come in with injuries, you give them exercises, and then they go home. And then I run into them in Walmart, restaurants, wherever, and mm-hmm. how's it going? Well, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> How right. do I feel? Right. Um, so without going into too much detail, but we know exercise is a key component to healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, I always, I like my car analogy, which I'll discuss that further, maybe on a different episode, but we got to take care of our bodies, and exercise is a big component of that. What going to the gym can be a barrier for people, especially people who aren't used to it. Yes. So, what are ways that you find, as someone who has their own private studio, someone who's a, a personal trainer, what are some ways to combat that? How do you approach people who maybe come into you with questions of, "I don't know what to do. I don't know where to begin." What? Why is this so hard? How do we address this with yeah. someone who has so much fear? That's a great question, and that's really kind of the core why Press On Fitness was created, is to be able to serve people in ways that they need to be served. And oftentimes, those barriers, just stepping in a gym, is terrifying, or we get so wrapped up in what other people think, or what we're going to do when we get there, it stops us from even walking in the door. And so... One great aspect about having a private studio is that it's very small. Oftentimes it's just me and the client. And so if you are worried about getting into an exercise routine, hire a personal trainer, do your research, figure out what their background is, can they really help you? You know, um, And then set up an appointment, go through a fitness assessment, talk to that trainer, see if it's a good fit. And if it is, then you guys can work together to develop some goals and create a realistic plan to achieve those goals. And it's, it might be a, a huge benefit to do that in the setting of a private studio. So then you don't have all those outside expectations terrifying you or, you know, distracting you. Absolutely. Who, do you see all clientele in your, in your space here? I mean, what's yeah. the, what's the general um, clientele we, like? Yeah, what? we have clients as young as five years old 
who practice yoga with us. Okay. And then all the way up to 73. And um, that specific client, she's in here almost every day doing spin and yoga. Nice. Yes. Nice. So we get a wide range. Yes. Perfect. Now, you kind of touched on it already. So I was going to save this question for later, but I'm going to hit on it now. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to get personal training certifications nowadays. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> almost any individual can go on any uh, several websites yeah. um, and obtain a personal training cert, um, certification and call themselves personal trainers. Right. In your opinion, mm-hmm. <laughs> without putting down people, but what's the difference between a good trainer and a bad trainer? How can someone tell who maybe just isn't used to going to a private studio like this or say the YMCA or anything for that matter. One thing I always recommend is researching that trainer and their education because I know a lot of great trainers that might not have an active certification but they have an excellent education and Mm -hmm. background and perhaps they've been in the business and studied under other people who have been phenomenal and that education is an experience is worth way more than that online certification so please 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 this is an investment when you pay a personal trainer do your research interview them ask them questions ask them who their clientele is ask them for pictures ask them how they're going to help you interview them perfect yes put them on the spot (laughs) yes Yes. um no, I agree. You're spending so much money, and yes. it's even physical therapy. If, if you're not getting results, no. then we got to do something different. So, Well, and when somebody comes to see me, you become my investment, too. So don't waste my time if you're not going to follow gonna through follow either. Through. So let's get on the same page, and we're going to help each other. Perfect. <laughs> How much would you say is nutrition when it comes to healthy lifestyle? Mm-hmm. And this is probably another, a discussion for another day, getting into the nutrition part. But yes. how much do you talk to people about What's the ratio of exercise to nutrition when it comes to healthy lifestyle and and attaining goals? That's a really (laughs) difficult question. Um, I don't necessarily like to break it down into like ratios because your lifestyle should overall be the majority of it should be healthy. And so what we'll talk about quite frequently is, hey, are you getting enough water? Are you getting your veggies in? Um, If they're having issues, I recommend like food journaling and then say, hey, let's take a look at that. Where can we improve? We need moderation and balance because we are a social species and oftentimes that's around food and so we don't ever want to eliminate anything, but we also need to focus on healthy foods because we literally become the things that we eat. Mm-hmm. So it's so yes. super important. Yes, perfect. And this is just fitting right into, again, probably my next thing, it's, I'm gonna do a solo episode, but mm-hmm. the analogy I always use in clinic is your body's like a car. Yes. You have to, in your car, you're going to change your oil, you're going to change your air, air filters, you're going to air up your tires, um, change transmission fluid, you know, mm-hmm. maybe change a fan belt. In our body, we need sleep, we need rest, we need mm-hmm. healthy foods, we need exercise. It, it's a, it, it, like you said, the perfect word is balance. Yes. And that's the best way to take care of your body. And mm-hmm. if we aren't doing those things, that's when our body starts to fail, that's when your car starts to fail, and everything starts to fall apart, and that will hurt. Yes. And that's when people end up seeing me. But anyway, um, let's keep that from happening. So if someone, again, back to, I'm going to circle back a little bit. There's been this trend in, I don't I don't know how many years you probably want to quantify it, but there's been a trend in body pump, hit boot camp style classes, 
Um, I don't know if that's necessarily come with the increase in CrossFit and how publicized that's become. I don't, I don't know, but either way, there's been a, there's definitely a correlation and, and a trend upwards of those types of activities versus your traditional strength and treadmill and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone wants to know what's the difference between say high intensity interval training, also known as HIT. Yes. Um, AMRAP training, circuit training, body pump. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to go into a, a big discussion on each of those, but in general, what's yeah. what's the difference? So oftentimes, clients want a HIT class. So it's high-intensity interval training, which you need a rest period, and then when you are exercising, you are going 100%. People often think that they just have to go 100% the entire workout, and that's not really interval training. You need that rest, that recovery, so that you are able to go 100%, not 75%. Um, So it's great, it's time effective, you can do it in your own home, you can do it in a studio, you can do it outside. So that's really um, an appeal to people because we are so busy nowadays. But it's great to mix it up with circuit-style training. So you might have five different stations and rotate through those exercises, you know, four or five times. So that's also another very effective, excellent strength training circuit, um, for example, that people really enjoy. Um, And then we have like AMRAPs, so that's basically as many rounds as you can. And that's more that high intensity, you don't rest until that clock stops. Stops. Yeah. What's, obviously everyone's trying to attain different goals. Some are Mm -hmm. here for, maybe they want to, um, this is a poor term in general, but tone up. Sure, Um, (laughs) We hear that a lot. I don't necessarily (laughs) like that, but they they, they want to quote, tone up because that's what you hear people say mm-hmm. or lose weight or just mm-hmm. be healthy in general yes. can you attain those goals with any one of those styles it's just a matter of how you adapt it to your abilities or do you find one style to be better than another I would say yes with most of my female clients when we superset exercises strength exercises mm-hmm. specifically they have better results quicker in body composition changes meaning they're going to get toned they're going to yes. look leaner yes. um however not everybody likes to weight train and strength train with mm-hmm. weights and so doing those hit style classes are an excellent alternative but we also have to consider some caloric balance in there too because we know that's the only way that we're going to lose weight is having that deficit so really what I do is work with each individual client and I figure out what has worked in the past what's not worked in the past what they enjoy doing and we come up with a good plan that they're going to enjoy doing so when they're here they don't feel like they're exercising they're having fun they're enjoying it and they're getting results that's perfect and having fun is the biggest thing because if you're not enjoying what you're doing Nobody wants to no, do no that. No one wants to do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Nobody will stick with it. Now, unfortunately, some of my colleagues um, who are in other cities and other states, there's a, there was a recent study that came out. I don't even know if you saw it. Mm-hmm. It was in the Journal of Sports Medicine and Physical Fitness, and it found that HIT. Now, I don't know how they necessarily defined HIT other than mm-hmm. high-intensity interval training. Again, that could not that can involve Tabata, circuit, who knows. Yeah. But they'd have, they found HIT increased risk of injuries, which this was all done via Google search. So, yeah. so some of it was done via Google search, but uh-huh. researchers found 3.9 million injuries linked to barbells, kettlebells, burpees, and lunges. Now, as someone, physical therapist, mm-hmm. but disclaimer, I love 
CrossFit style workouts, I do hit myself. Sure. So I love this. And where I'm disappointed in some of the people that just saw the, the title, it was in, and started posting on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There needs to be some context there because I have Absolutely. a feeling this is going to make some rounds because there's a lot of people doing this. Yes. Um, context being a lot of these people who are getting hurt are getting into exercise. They know they need to make changes and mm-hmm. it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years, maybe even 30 years since they last did something. Yeah. And they're getting in these group classes mm-hmm. where maybe they feel um, pushed to do what the rest of the group is doing versus mm-hmm. modifying. Yes. And I think that goes a long ways towards the type of trainer that you have at that facility. Absolutely. But I think that's why these injuries are occurring because people mm-hmm. just jump right in. Mm-hmm. You don't jump into a football game, you don't jump into a volleyball game, baseball, or an exercise class without having done some training and some foundation training. That's one way to combat that, in my opinion. Or, like, are these folks, are they warming up properly? Exactly. Are they performing movements at an appropriate weight, or do they need modifications? Yes. Like I include rest in that. Right. One of the biggest times you start seeing injuries is we go back January 1st, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to go balls to the wall and work out six, seven days a week, and before mm-hmm. we know it, we're burned out or we're injured, and it's just because our body's not used to it. Mm-hmm. What's... What's the best way to, again, someone's coming into your studio, mm-hmm. haven't exercised in 10, 15, 20 years outside of family, day-to-day stuff running around. Right. How do you wean them in? How do you guide them through this process? How do you build them up so injury is not a part of it and they're not coming to see me? Yeah, that's a huge part because we want to keep every client safe and we want them to feel like they are doing a good job in the studio but also not injure them, right? So before every class, we warm up appropriately, five, ten minutes, whatever we need. We'll go through all the movements and especially with a new person, if we're doing a complicated or sophisticated movement, we analyze that first before we let them get in there with weight. Otherwise, we back it down to body weight or we modify it to something else. So, for instance, if somebody's uh, going to do a back squat but they haven't used a barbell in 20 years, we're going back to, to body weight. Body and maybe that's even too much for them. Yep. So, we're going to put a stability ball against the wall and we're going to do wall ball squats. Mm-hmm. So, it's finding that appropriate level for that client and still encouraging them throughout that workout that, hey, yep. you are going to get there in a, in a matter of weeks. Yes. You're, gonna, you're not going to need these modifications, but trust us, this is the smart yep. way into it. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Well, again, there's so much we could talk about, and mm-hmm. for those listening, Jen will probably be a frequent flyer on this. Um, we'll hit her up with tons of information in the future. Heck yeah. But this was a great starting place, and I just I thank you for your time, and uh, let's do it again here. Absolutely. Right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to my interview with Jennifer Nolda, owner of Press On Fitness. If you like these podcasts, go on to Apple. Go on to Spotify. Give me a a five-star rating. Uh, I know as I continue to do this, things will get better. But uh, right now, looking to continue to build the audience. So, again, thank you for listening and continue to spread the word.